Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Kevin Kissinger and with me is Aaron Johansson. We're both teachers and tutors here at the LSAT Demon, among other things. Uh, but today we're gonna be talking about, you know, deciding, or maybe not deciding exactly, but leaving answer choices open, that sort of discussion. So Eric, what are your thoughts on that, about leaving answer choices open? Yeah, this particular way of approaching answer choices is something I've been harping on with students recently in my classes and in my tutoring sessions. And I have been recommending that you don't leave answer choices open. Obviously, I'm not saying that like, don't, <laughs> you should pick an answer choice. Um, there should <laughs> right. be one answer choice that is correct. That's not what I'm, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is let's pick an answer choice or don't. That when I see students use the language of saying, well, this could be the answer, so I'm going to leave it open and then look to the other ones. That to me is a red flag that yeah. we don't have a stronger opinion about the answer choice to where we, where we can't say, no, I'm not going to pick it or yes, I'm going to pick this. This is probably right. Still double checking the rest of them, but feeling good about, yes, this is the answer. And I just need to confirm that the rest of them are wrong. So I did this in like in my class the other night where there was an answer choice that was like sort of matches the prediction. I could probably make a case for it, but I also like have some issues with this. And even I was going to be like, well, I'll leave it open and then we can check the rest. And I said, you know what? No, we should have a higher standard because I have problems with this. I'm going to I'm going to hit the button to, to say, nope, I'm not picking this. And then it turned out that I eliminated all five answer choices and I went back to the one that I was questioning and I reopened it and I was like, yep, OK, I'll pick it because the other ones definitely aren't the right answer choice. But I feel like it was useful for me to say on the first pass, no, not picking it, not leaving it open because it just maintained the high standard that I had for an answer choice to be correct. Anyways, that's just what it, I've been harping on in class recently is let's not leave answer choices open. Let's feel more strongly about them. Either we pick them or we don't. What are your yeah. thoughts? I like that approach because obviously you're looking for something, you know, whether that's a strong prediction you made or maybe a weaker one, you're looking for something that matches that sort of initial understanding. Well, I should say full understanding of the passage because that's what you should have when you get to that point. But, you know, when you come across those answer choices, you know, you're like, I'm looking for the glove that fits and this glove doesn't go over every single finger, <laughs> you know, on my hand. But, you know, <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, it's like the size too small. And so when... I'm thinking about that. I'm like, in my mind, I initially was going to push back and say like, well, you know, leaving it open with the heavy skepticism that we have with wrong answer choices, I think is okay. But, you know, the way you described it, that, you know, we have this high standard that we're trying to meet and eliminating all five, that's really good because it, you know, your, your brain is attuned to the fact that I am not going to let any single issue creep up on me. I know how this works. I'm not giving any break. I'm not going to argue for any answer choice. The answer choice that wins in this five-person race is the one that fits in the question that they're being that's being asked to me. So, in some sense, I could see someone saying, you know, kind of like what I was thinking, you know, leave it open because 
you know, it's kind of there, but, you know, there's issues with it. But I understand the fact that this very much could be wrong. And then going on to see if there's an answer that, you know, the glove fits a little bit better. But I don't hate, I obviously don't hate eliminating all five. I think that's a good thing to do because it means you're super aggressive and, you know, you're like, this is not the suitor for me. So um, yeah. those are my thoughts. I, I agree with your yeah. approach, though. No, I think it, I think you you raise a necessary distinction it's kind of a question of semantics like what yeah. we mean by <laughs> leaving an answer choice open and are there question are there answer choices where you're like oh man i i don't love this because it's not what i predicted but i can see that it's probably the right answer yeah absolutely yes Th yeah. and those are the ones where we're tempted to say well i'll leave this open and look for the rest so i i understand that um i think it most students would just benefit from maybe changing the language in their own brains a little bit from rather than I will leave this open because I think that implies that you then might leave other answer choices open mm. and then yeah. you'll be debating multiple answer choices once it's all said and done. So I'd rather just like shift that from thinking like if you're going to leave one open, then assume it's the only one you will leave open. Yeah. In other words, like, make it a soft selection and then be prepared to quickly dismiss the rest and don't yeah. anticipate that if you are leaving one open and again i just don't really like that way of stating it but if you were leaving one open you assume it's the only one you'll leave open the more we're talking about this though the more i am liking your approach <laughs> not leaving it open and <laughs> okay, learning all. it's it's I'm, growing I'm on me <laughs> so cool. um, but you know i think most of our students who are listening to this you probably come across a situation on a lot of questions where you narrow it down to two. And that's not what you should be doing. I think we talked, you know, we've, this is a little bit further into a recording of multiple episodes here. We talked about this in another episode here about, you know, getting rid of that idea that we need to narrow it down to two. So don't do that. Don't be passive. Don't give credit to an answer choice. They're wrong. You know, this is something I, I've watched the West Wing recently. I love the West Wing. And mm -hmm. uh, one quote they say all the time is, um, live in your wrongness and be wrong and enjoy it. <laughs> that's something they say. Huh. And that's how you should treat answer yeah. choices that way. So, yeah. Um, yeah, don't be passive. Great show. Yeah, it is a good show. <laughs> good show. Cool. Um, not to make this into a much longer episode, but briefly, like, what does it take to get to a point where you're not leaving multiple answer choices open? If you can summarize quickly what it takes to only get that one answer that you like and to avoid getting caught between multiple answer choices like how do we get there well you know i kind of touched on it briefly a little bit but being aggressive assertive and being like in the passage i'm going to assume that this is terrible before i even start reading it and that's the attitude you should have because you know you're going to find that flaw if you know if there is one it's going to reveal itself to you if you have that attitude and to say that you're going to you know if you just adopt an aggressive attitude right away that uh, you're going to get these points right is not, you know, uh, that's a little bit disingenuous, I guess, because, you know, you're going to have to get familiar with how the LSAT speaks and how things are written. Things are terribly written. So it takes time. You got to put in the work. You got to be aggressive. You got to be deliberate with what you're doing and understanding the passage. Then you got to understand the question. What are they asking you to do? You know, there's like a narrow range. You know, there isn't much leeway with what the question is going to ask you. You're going to at a certain point, you're going to recognize what they're asking you to do with each question. And then our job is to understand the answer choices, at, um, you know, each one and get rid of the bad ones and pick the one that, that's correct. So 
really the, the theme is understanding everything, but you've got to yeah. be deliberate with how you do that. Yeah, I think that's perfectly said. I would add prediction, predicting the answer as a reliable way of just arriving at that one correct one. Right. And you only get to predict if you have masterful understanding of the passage or the argument. And then the other thing is not being afraid to eliminate all five answer choices, accepting yeah. that's going to happen sometimes and being fine with it. And both of those things should follow logically <laughs> from your thorough yeah. understanding that, that, that you do. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Couldn't agree more. Cool. Got anything else? Yeah, no, that's that's it. That's just uh, that's what I've been complaining about recently. That's when I want to get it off my chest. Yeah, no, I think I think, you know, I hope it's a trend that catches uh, catches fire because I, I, I'm like I said, the more I'm, I'm talking about this, the more I'm on board. So um, heavy skepticism, everybody. Keep keep it in your pocket. So. All right, y'all. Yeah. Don't leave answer choices open. There you go. Yeah. All right. Email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening. 